so that people do see the real person behind the business because i think at the, at, when we're all in competition with each other and let's face it there's an awful lot of competition in the market in every industry especially at the time that we're living in at the moment the thing that's going to make you stand out is you being you welcome to power to speak the podcast I'm Jackie Goddard and I work with entrepreneurs, leaders and speakers to make them excited about sharing their thoughts and ideas with an audience. The podcast allows me the privilege to speak with successful creatives, business owners and thought leaders about the importance of creativity for their work and their life, as well as hearing about their unique journeys. I have been inspired, educated and enthused by every person I've interviewed and I hope you will be too. Enjoy. Well, hello and welcome to Power to Speak, the podcast with my wonderful guest and friend, Ella Orr. Ella is a social media marketer and founder of Much More Social. So welcome, Ella. Hello, Jackie. <laughs> oh, I have to say we're laughing because we've had at least half an hour, 40 minutes of, uh, of mixed with a little bit of chat, but, but a few yeah. tech issues. So finally, finally, we're here. So Indeed. And I'm very glad. Good, good. It's lovely to, lovely to see you and your, your lovely purple background. You're so, you're so on brand. <laughs> I'm just trying to get myself centred here, but you know what it's like with these cameras. Anyway, it's lovely to see you, Jackie. It's lovely to be here. And I know we're going to have such a great conversation. Yes. Well, let's start with personal branding because that's, that's your thing. And the purple behind you is, is testament to the fact that you like to immerse yourself in your own, in your own brand colours and <laughs> you are very much your, your own personal brand. So what does personal brand mean for those of us that are not quite so familiar? It's, it's about people knowing who you are when it comes to your your thing that you're passionate about um most a, a lot of well you know you hope that sort of business owners and entrepreneurs and 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 people who are even working for other people working for a business or a brand are passionate about what they do believe in what they do care about what they do because of the fact that they are giving service to others they're helping others that's what being in 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 business and um, being on the market, as it were, is all about. It's not just about making profits, making money. It's about knowing what you can do to help and serve others. But you've got to let people know what it is that you do. And that's, to me, what personal branding is is about. It's when you you put all that fire in your belly, all your those values, all that, that mission stuff, all those goals that you have, um, into in in into your personal brand and hope that it's going to resonate with somebody. Yeah, so I assume that's the that's the personal side of it. We all know what a brand is. We know what yeah. our brand colours are. We know how to brand our content and you know promotions that we're putting out there. So, what is the personal element? Is it that you know what you are known for? Is it is it around values? What what makes it personal? Because. I always use the analogy that um, you could be selling the same person um, living on the street, selling the same thing as, as, as somebody who's living on the same street as you or living in the same town as you. You could be selling exactly the same products as in the case, say, of um, people who are in the legal profession or financial services or running the local coffee shop or running a, a hair salon or whatever it is. But what Apart from price point, the thing that really differentiates those businesses are the people who are running them. That's what makes it personal. It's the unique and individual way in which we promote, market our offers and our services. And you can't do that without putting your personality into it, which is why personal comes into that. But personal rather than private, when I think that's what... Um, puts a lot of people off personal branding because they think they've got to talk about things to do with their personal life, their private life, their domestic life and everything like that. But it's it's really essentially it boils down to putting personality into the way that you sell your offers and services. Yeah, which is great and relatively easy for those of us that are slightly more um, 
out there with what we're doing and, and maybe you know those sort of services that have a sort of a, a, a an overtly creative edge you know people that are creating content how do you how do you put that across to those people that you that you're talking about that are working in law or working in the financial sector that are are have to kind of keep this very sort of or yeah. it seems to me they have to kind of keep this very professional facade yes how do they show their personal brand well I think it's first of all trying to help people to see that just because we're professional doesn't mean to say that we're not human and the thing that always kind of gets me really is that a lot of these um, services that are being offered to to help people in terms of managing their finances, managing their legal affairs, managing the, the big life stuff that we have in life, it's still about dealing with things that are very human. And so why it is that, um, and you know, and, and I know it's a historical thing, it will be that, you know, you have to be appear a certain way and speak in a certain way and present yourself in a certain way when you are talking about um, legal products or financial products or, or whatever it is, wealth management, whatever. But essentially you are, you, you are, you are dealing with the big life things of, of a human being and nothing communicates better um, with us as human beings as when we talk to each other and we talk to each other as real people. And we empathize and we understand what people's problems and pain points are. And I think that's where the personal brand element can really help with differentiating even those, even those people who are offering services in regulated professions. Yes. So, you know, that, that have you found, because I know you've kind of niched down into this, which is, is quite, you know, it is quite a niche. What, what made you what made you what was that decision why why decide to kind of niche down into those sort of regulated companies interestingly enough um I think it was because I mean I'm a I'm a big advocate of LinkedIn um and I've spent the last three or four years building my you know becoming known through LinkedIn uh, building my presence on LinkedIn um and I think probably I don't know what it was whether it was um, the fact that um, uh, the, of the loca location that I'm in, you know, where I'm where I'm based, because I'm here in Leicestershire, um, that there were a couple of financial advisors who saw my content on LinkedIn and then said, "Oh, you know, would you be able to help me with my LinkedIn content um, and you know my content creation for for being on LinkedIn to to attract new leads and whatever?" So I think that's probably what sort of sent me down that road of thinking, you know. I, I do wonder why it is that, you know, it just made me question, not in a not in a not in a negative way, but you know, just made me question and wonder why it was that I was attracting those kinds of professional people. Um, and I think it is probably partly the, the teaching background because I was I spent 30 years working as a teacher before I moved into this world of social media marketing and marketing in general and personal branding. And maybe there is um, a degree of, um, well, she used to be a teacher and she's got a particular way of understanding things and interpreting things. Um, and so that was that was how the kind of starting to concentrate or focus on, on the regulated industries came about. Um, but what I'm finding is that it's it's really helpful as well in helping me to stand out as a personal brand strategist, if that's what you want to call me. Um, I'm really struggling with what to call myself. I'm a personal brand something, Jackie. Yes, strategy. We all have that issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Am I a coach? Am I a? Am I a track? Well, I do. I do deliver coaching and training. But but anyway, um, whatever. There's a lot of people who there's there's a growing um a growing group of people working in the personal brand field, but I don't think there are necessarily people who are working in the personal brand field who are specialising in working with. I would say those more harder to reach professions. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, it's easier, as you say, to build a personal brand when you're working in a creative industry, um, you know, uh, or, or, or an industry that's, that, that seems to be more accessible, but those ones, which we do tend to put up on a pedestal to a certain extent, yeah. it's harder. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think it's impossible. 
Yes, no, no. I mean, it did, there were several things in there that I want to come back to. The teaching, <laughs> certainly. Um, but it, you've made me think about the, it's not just it's not just promoting a personal brand being easier for for creatives, but it's easier, I would think. And you know, obviously, I'll I'll like to hear what you think about this. Is is when you're an individual and your brand is you, then that almost is easier to put the, that personality in. And it's it's expected. And certainly in what I do when I'm working with individuals around their voice, you know, everything that you talked about with personal brand is exactly what I talk to people about when I'm when I'm um, coaching them around a talk or or presenting themselves. But what do you do with with a personal brand? How do you personal brand a faceless brand? <laughs> I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. But I, as I say, I would the 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 the, the um, direction that I would take, the kind of tactic that I would use, would be to to say that it it it, it doesn't matter what what the product is um, behind it. There are it's there are people. There are people who are um, who, who going back to that thing I said at the very beginning of of this interview about the fact that there are reasons why people who work in financial services, work in the legal profession and other regulated industries want to help those people looking for those services. They, you know, they, they, they want to help people with their finances. They want to help people get to a better position if they're in a situation where they need legal support and whatever. So these are people. There are people working with people. So I think let's get rid of the, the faceless um uh and, and 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 the the obstacles that are put up let's there's a reason i know why why those obstacles are there and i'm not saying that we've got to kind of you know dismantle the <laughs> dismantle anything but what i'm saying is is that let's just try and get some more um clarity and transparency and conversation um um a, a, across you know, to break across those boundaries so that people um, do do see the real person behind the business. Because I think at the, at, when we're all in competition with each other, and let's face it, there's an awful lot of competition in the market in every industry, especially at the time that we're living in at the moment, um, I think the thing that's going to make you stand out is you being you. Um, yeah. And that doesn't mean to say you don't have to be professional, that, that you can't be professional. And it doesn't mean to say that you have to speak in a certain way or present yourself in a certain way. But I think if we can talk to each other about as human beings, about how we want to help, that's that, that will get rid of that face that will help to eradicate a little bit of that facelessness. Yeah. Yes. I absolutely see that. And how, how do they react? <laughs> what, <laughs> what, how easy is that um, in those kind of uh, spaces? Yeah, it's the regulated. How how do they take you trying to convince them that they need to kind of step out from behind their logos? It's interesting. It is interesting. And and the thing is, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn um, and going to um, networking vir virtually and um, offline as well. Um, just trying to talk to people, you know, and trying to get into conversations with people. And I'm looking for the people on LinkedIn who are. Um, who are posting, who are commenting. I'm going and po commenting on their posts. I'm, I'm commenting on their comments. Um, I'm sending a few of them, um, not bombarding anybody, just sending a few of them at a time, uh, connection requests and, um, you know, maybe sharing part some of my content with them so they can see the reason why it is that this person in marketing, especially in social media marketing, wants to connect with me, who's a lawyer. Or connect with me, who's an accountant or whatever. So it's little by little, Jackie. And the thing as well is, those people who are posting content, who are working in those industries, and posting posting content with a little bit more personality behind it, are the ones who are standing out on the feed. Yeah, they're the ones who are getting engagement on their posts, and they're the ones who are getting the inquiries. Yeah. So. Your own personal brand, then how how have you how have you developed that? Obviously, you touched on the fact that you you were a teacher for thirty years, yes, and, and then you've transitioned. <laughs> which we will come we will come back to that because that is an interesting journey. Yes. <laughs> um, but 
but how have you in the, in the time that you've been doing this how have you developed your own personal brand um well it all it all started um because i i, I was working in um well I, I i retrained in social media marketing in 2017 um and i was all full of beans about it and all enthusiastic and everything. And I, you know, as, as I've mentioned before, you know, kind of like had my re rebirth into this new career, this new profession, but then realized that there were an awful lot of other social media managers out there. Um, and, um, how was I going to, how was I going to stand out? How, um, how was I going to get, get work when I was in competition with these, um, this growing, uh, um, you know, group of, of social media um, managers who were who were coming, who were you know retraining because at the time you know, and I mean it still is. It's still a very popular profession now to go. It's growing profession to go into. Um, so I was wondering how I was going to stand out, um, how I was going to become known, um, and it just happened to be that I found out um, about personal branding through some. Um, uh, uh, some training that I that I was that I was on I was part of a, a a coaching group I was a member of a coaching group and I, I was a little bit cynical about the whole personal branding thing I have to say but when I first when I started looking into it um and realizing that yes this you know this was a this this could actually really be a helpful thing to get me known um if I started to think about you know what what do I what do I stand for what do i believe in what 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 are the things that um what are the things that are unique and individual about me what 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 can i what can i bring to the social the the social media marketing space that's maybe a bit different and you know having been a teacher that was one thing that i'd kind of sort of thought oh, i need to push that to one side i don't want to tell people about the fact i used to be a teacher whereas now i tell them tell people all the time that <laughs> That's what I used to do. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I um, that that was how it kind of it it, it started it all started, and it's evolved from there. And um, I've been over the last two or two or three years. I mean, I think in 2018, 2019, Sorry, that was when I did my first podcast appearance, and and I thought, oh, you know, I, I wonder if I could be a podcast guest and on them. Um, uh, a podcast, Vicky O'Neill. I remember Vicky. <laughs> We're still connected on, on LinkedIn now, um, uh, and that was kind of like, okay, I, I, I need to do more podcasts. I need to try try to craft my content a little better around personal branding. I need to talk about it as much as possible. Um, I need to go to networking and talk about it, and I also need to get into spaces online where people actually believe that personal branding is is a valuable thing so i've kind of immersed myself in 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 personal branding over the last 3 years jackie and i think that's yeah. hopefully i'm learning all the time about it and learning about new people who are working in this space and connecting with them and hopefully i'm hoping to do maybe some collaborations in 2023 so that we can champion personal branding a bit more yes so what what collaborations do you see then what how how would a collaboration work with you Well I I would love I've I would love to I'm I'm this funnily enough I'm going to mention his name because it's it's bound to come up it always comes up in a podcast I'm going to mention John Aspirian because John was John was saying the other day and and I'm also going to give John a bit of a plug as well in this um in this podcast because he's got a fantastic membership that I'm that I'm part of um but um John would say um talk about you know if 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 you've got a plan to do something say it in public don't keep it here in your head because then it makes you accountable <laughs> yes absolutely. i'm thinking about running a series um or 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 starting an audio room on linkedin um, and inviting people to come and talk about how they've developed their personal brand. What a good idea. <laughs> I, I say that like that because actually next week I'm starting a a live LinkedIn space or a live stream with speakers speaking about speaking. 
So yeah. in, in a similar way, yeah. it's just, you know, get, talking about these things that, that are dear to us and finding other people that have a, a similar passion and just talking about it. And then, you know, it's just a great way of sharing what you, what you do and your love for what you do. Because I, you know, yeah. that's, 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 yeah. And also, also, Jackie, I want to learn. Mm. The thing is, I'm constant, and, and, um, and, and, and funnily enough, you know, the people who I, I kind of held up, and I, I don't mean to say uh, this isn't sort of like a, a kind of criticism, but you know, the people who I, who I held up as being the, 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 the personal brand specialists, um, maybe two or three years ago, I'm now discovering there are new people. And there are different people with a different perspective on it or who, who maybe um, define personal branding in a different way. It's constantly evolving and especially as well as the tech um, enables voices to be heard in different ways. I mean, audio has taken off so much in the last couple of years, um, especially um, as it was so helpful during those times when we were in lockdown um, and you know, it wasn't so we weren't getting out and about, and we wanted to have that kind of human interaction with each other. And so, audio came along initially through Clubhouse, which I was very, very active on. Um, and now, of course, um, LinkedIn's got its audio events, Twitter's got um, um, audio spaces as well. But that's giving another voice to people who want to who want to shine a light on their personal brand, who want to, you know, to let people know, well, this is, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want. Um, I'd like to talk about. And if you're interested in what I'd like to talk about, you know, come and follow my personal brand. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think in lockdown, I think it was the same, well, certainly the same for me is suddenly discovering all of these other ways of, of marketing yourself and actually promoting mm -hmm. yourself. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not a marketer, by any stretch of the imagination but I am of course I am because I run I run my own business I have no choice <laughs> and and like you I've learned you know I'm learning every day I'm part of the you are the media network the the, the same as as you are and yes. just through through that I've learned so much about personal branding about content marketing and mm -hmm. about how a network people of like-minded people can be really supportive really creative and really collaborative yes. and I think so I would say then the advice from both of us is to get yourself out there and learn as much as you can about what it is that you're doing from the people on on your social within your social network and beyond yeah exactly and the thing is if you think to yourself well, actually, you know, this this is the thing that I want that, that, that I want to to talk to talk about. Because as I say, to me, personal branding doesn't necessarily just relate to people who are running a business or are business owners um, or or even the the sphere of, of of business. It could be, you know, your personal brand could be about anything. It could be about a cause that you want to um, uh, have more, you know, want more people to know about, you know, it could be, um, you know, it could be about a social cause. It could be about, um, uh, a particular, um, hobby or interest. It could be about anything. I mean, I've been on a, a, a podcast in the last year, um, where the, the, the podcaster, um, all of her series is about interviewing people who are creators, as opposed to um, make, um, so that they're, they're makers, they're people who work, in, you know, who um, sew and knit and um, and craft in all kinds of ways. Um, but that's what her that's what her podcast is is about. So I kind of think, you know, she's passionate about that, um, and she's using her personal brand to 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 to, to raise the profile of, of crafting and creating and making. So I say it could be whatever it is that you are that you that, that say you've got fire in your belly about that you're that you're passionate about and you think I mean there's if 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 if, if you're interested in it there's going to be someone else who's interested in it yes there'll only be a tiny little group of people who are interested in it but that's fantastic isn't it yes they are your tribe they are your They're community your aren't they so yeah go find them go find them um so that I think that brings us on quite nicely to to another area that that is close to both our hearts uh, when it comes to personal branding and that's actually 
talking to an audience and putting putting a talk together, putting a presentation together, which mm-hmm. I I helped you do for a you are the media um, event that was going on, and you were live on a stage, which I, I would imagine is quite scary, having all been locked away for the last two years. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but in that you really kind of showed your personal brand and and uh, your journey and so that's now something that you would like to to um take further and yes. step onto more stages and share that story yeah. why because <laughs> <laughs> i've been on this planet a long time jackie and i've got a lot of stories to tell <laughs> we've all got stories to tell haven't we yeah, well, again, I mean, obviously, we we all have experience, don't we? We, you know, yes. we're, we're a similar age, and we've we've done a lot, and it's yes. it's about putting back, isn't it? It's about sharing. Yeah, yeah, and 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 um, I mean, there's there's so many there's so many. I was thinking about this actually before um we I, I came on the on the call this morning with you, and I was thinking to myself, you know, what 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 is it that I'm that that, that really fires me up, and um. And there's so many things. I mean, it's it's being it's starting a business in my fifties. That's one of the things that I'm really quite proud of. <laughs> Changing career because 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 six years ago, if you'd have said to me, Ella, you're going to be doing you know you're going to be a podcast guest and you're going to be speaking on a stage and you're going to have and I haven't got like you know thousands and thousands of of of, of connections on 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 LinkedIn, but I've got a good few, you know, so. So it's kind of um, you know all all of those those uh, things I've achieved. It's not about me saying, "Oh, you know, look at me." It's about me saying to other people, um, "You can do this. If I can do it, you can do it." You know, don't let age be a barrier. Don't let being don't let your gender be a barrier because that's another thing that I'm quite keen to talk about. Being an older woman, don't let being a person of color get in the way of what you want to achieve because you know there's there's so much talk about you know breaking glass ceilings with all kinds of groups of people you know whether it be you know related to to ethnicity whether it be to gender whether it be to disability and all that kind of thing but I really do believe Jackie that we're here once and um if you on this planet once and if you you know if you if you if you have got something that you think you can give back to other people to help them to 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 help them to progress and to live a more fulfilled life um then then do it don't you know don't just keep it to yourself now i know that there's the other side of that being well you know i'm not i'm not um brave enough to get up and speak about it or you know why should anybody want to hear my voice um you know or, or my story isn't important enough and all that kind of thing and that's where probably i've gone down the also incorporated with all those things I've just talked about is the the fact that I want to help people to to um, identify what their personal brand is about, what the purpose of it is, so that they can then use that personal brand to talk about all of those issues that are close to their heart and help other people. So that's that's um, that's why I've I've got my talk that you so wonderfully helped me put together. And I must tell listeners that because we, I know when we're not going to talk too much about, you know, how the talk came about to that, you know, to that from, from the start to the end where I was standing on that stage in May talking to that wonderful group of people in Dorset. But I came to Jackie with a 2000 word essay and said, this is my talk, Jackie. And she said, yes, well, <laughs> it kind of is your talk, but let's start be deconstructing it a little bit and put it back together. And honestly, she helped me to put it back together into something that was so much better than than that 2000 word essay. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was a very, very good essay, you know, a star, <laughs> really. <laughs> but I, I seriously thought think, that you thought I was going to get you to memorize that. And that, that wasn't your talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. That's what I, that's what I want. Want the the the. That's that's why I, I I asked you whether or not we could turn my stories, yes, into this signature talk, which I think is what we're we're describing it as now, a signature yes. talk. Um, and and that is it doesn't mean to say I haven't got other talks in me, but this is my this is my one that's going to hopefully yeah. um get me get uh, help to raise the my personal brand even more. Yes. 
And I think, I think, you know, that's what I love to do is to read between the lines, which is basically what I did with what you, what you pr produced that lovely mm. essay is to read <laughs> between the lines and pull out the stories that related to, to that. So then we, you know, that's what we did is to, is to find those stories. And once you've got all of that, and I, you know, this, uh, in the process of talking this out loud, I realized this the other day is that that what we did together was find your personal brand because your personal yes. brand really lives in those stories and those experiences. Yeah. And like you said earlier, it's not about putting them out there to say, look at me, aren't I fabulous? Or, oh my God, woe is me, look what I've been through. It's yeah. not about that at all. It's really finding the stories that are relevant to the audience, the ones that the audience are going to go, ah, that's that's exactly what I'm going through. Um, and and then they look to you as 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 somebody that's really helped them and and yeah. are of value. So that's that's what we pulled out with those stories. And you've got you've got an amazing story. So you started as a teacher. Yes. Why? When? I mean, because I discovered, it, which I didn't discover when we were obviously doing the the talk, that you your degree is actually mm -hmm. in music and dance. And we did have the discussion when we were putting that talk together that you had wanted to be on the stage and you wanted to be an actress. And we found a very lovely piece of film of you um, sitting behind Cilla Black when you were about nine years old. As yes, she was that's right. On stage, <laughs> uh, which was amazing. So how did you go from that to get into teaching? We'll start there and then we'll, then yes. we'll, we'll find out how you went from teaching into social media. We're not ending here, just taking a quick break to remind you that you are listening to Power to Speak, the podcast. And we'll be right back after we hear from our friend, fellow podcaster and teller of tantalising tales from the Storytelling with Puck podcast, Stefano Capacchione. The story I'll, I'll read for you. The ones with three little girls. This is a dream that I think really shows how we view transformation. Dreams, emotions, empathy, connection, stories. Storytelling with Puck. Find your next tantalizing tale on your favorite podcast platform or at puckcreations.com forward slash storytelling with Puck podcast. Yes. So, yeah, I wanted to be it was actually I wanted to be a singer. That was that was what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a professional singer. Um, and I'd done singing since I was a teenager, um, since I was I, I went to an all girls school and we used to have these shows that um, that that uh, the the music and drama and dance department would would put on. Um, and and I'd, I was always one of the oh, you know, can I do it? Can I do it? You know, I was always like a willing, a willing <laughs> participant in one of these um these uh these these shows these um these showcase sort of things so yeah I, I, I that that was what I wanted to do and then I went to, to college and I thought oh you know I'll do music and I'll do music um and then there was an op option to do another um element so I chose to do dance as well um and I really thought right you know this is it I'm going to be Musical theatre is going to be my thing. I'm going to be on the stage in the West End, especially as I'd I'd grown up in in London and been taken to a lot of shows by my my lovely mum. Um, you know, we I remember us going to see Hello Dolly and um, uh, all of those kind of Rodgers and Hammerstein type shows that were very popular um, back in the eighties. Um, so um, I went to I went to college and and thought I'm going to I'm going to be on the I'm going to you know I'm going to be on the stage. Um, and, um, and then I, I met somebody at college and, um, it was like, oh, should we get married? And <laughs> so, all right. Okay. I can't really be on the stage. Now. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lesson in that. <laughs> um, uh, and so I thought I better get a sensible job. Um, and that was how I kind of ended up in teaching. Um, because I thought, you know, I, I need to actually be a bit more grown up. And I thought the grown up thing to do was to be, to find a career to go into. Why on earth I didn't think musical theatre or being on the stage or being a professional singer wasn't a career, I don't know. Um, and it is one I, I kind of regret, um, you know, but it is what it is. And I don't regret having gone into teaching because it's got me, you know, it's, it's given me so much experience and got me to where I am now. Um, uh, so, so yeah, but I, I carried on doing all the musical stuff, even when I was teaching, 
um, I remember my first role, um, uh, my first kind of um, de- departmental responsibility in a primary school was to be the head of music. <laughs> if you could ding the triangle and know the notes on the recorder, you were the head of music. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so that was that was it really. And I and I and you know and, and I've carried on. I've carried, I carried on sort of doing the musical stuff on the side whilst I was teaching. I used to sing in bands um, and I did some talent shows and, um, uh, and I've sung in choirs and I've sung in church choir um, and whatever. So yeah, music is still, it's still very much in my soul. It's still very much um, a part of me and I'm very moved by music there are lots of songs and classical pieces of music that I can really place times in my life when those songs and those pieces of music come on. So, um, yeah. yeah. And even, um, I can sing a rainbow, which was on that Scylla Black (laughs) excerpt that you mentioned, you know, that song will always have a place in my heart because that was when I was on the telly back in the seventies with Scylla singing that song and, me as this little kid in the background looking yeah. all dewy eyed and <laughs> being one of her uh, being one of her chorus in the background. Yeah. Oh no, that was lovely. Oh, that's that's made me think of a talk that you could do. It's sort of a journey with this with the songs that yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. That would be great. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. So that yeah, that's 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 why music has been um the whole musical thing and, and the arts as well. And I've always been a huge advocate for the arts. And, yeah, and, and and you know and it, and it kind of, well I know I know you have as well with all your drama background and your your you know your experience as an actress and everything and you know and I I do think that we are you know without sort of trying to go on 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 a certain taking the conversation in a different direction but I think we are we're really missing something from our curriculum with with the way that the arts is yeah. is just kind of completely it's been completely diminished yes. Don't get me started. <laughs> no, Don't I won't. Get me started. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, the, the arts are, yeah, close to, close to my heart too. Close yes. to my heart too. Um, so did you, were you always sort of primary school? Did you ever dabble with the, the, the secondary yes. school? Yes. Having, having been, having worked in primary school for 13 years, um, primary schools for 13 years, a teacher, I um, then left teaching um in 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 the classroom mainly due to Ofsted and all the you know the pressures of, of that um uh and but I managed to get um a, a couple of uh education jobs um working for educational charities and funnily enough interestingly part of that work with those um working with those charities was delivering workshops where we did drama and use drama techniques we did a lot of role modeling and stuff like that using those particular techniques so again the art sort of came into that and we had to do you know movement and dance and everything um but then um as inevitably happens with with charities the funding sort of folded and whatever and I had to sort of find another education um uh um sphere to sort of explore so I went into adult education yeah Ah. teaching adults yeah Yeah. so and that's where you know the natural thing now has sort of progressed now into me delivering training sort of one-to-one but also group training for for marketing for social media marketing and and whatever because it's it all ties in and it's and I feel so lucky The, the 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 kind of journey that I've been on and how one thing has has helped the next thing that that domino yeah. effect yeah. but but the domino is not necessarily falling i'm piling them all up on top of each other instead yes. yeah. stacking i've heard i've heard stack you know i've heard that a, a few times from people saying that they they're they've stacked their experiences so That's everything that happens, yeah. yeah they've put everything on top of each other and they they use it as a whole and i think now and i think maybe it's different for the for the kids growing up now than it was for our generation who who you if the career ladder went straight up so you got on at the bottom and you worked your way up until you retired and then yeah. you went and sat in the garden um, and then died early. We're not ready for that, Jackie. We're not ready for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whereas now, the, the I always say that, you know, my, my career certainly has been like a jungle gym. It's like, you know, you go all over the place. Yeah. But every experience is kind of sat on top of the last one. Yes. And so now at this stage, and I've kind of 
gone from teaching into what I'm doing now. And I think it's quite a natural progression. And I know a lot of teachers that wanted to be on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems like a quite a a natural way of, it was certainly for me, it was a way of subsidizing, going for auditions and doing all of that. You know, it was a way of, of of doing that. But it's also kind of, be the ability to stand in front of an audience and the audience yeah. be in the classroom and it's a, it's a great way of practicing your craft of actually speaking out loud and just educating but also entertaining and engaging yes and and, and funnily enough actually teaching I think is a, a far harder gig than yes. standing and being a speaker because yes. When you're teaching, those people who you're teaching are are expecting an awful lot from you, yeah. <laughs> and they're you know, and they're not always wanting to be there either. <laughs> no, no, I remember. Yeah, I remember it well. I mean, I I can remember sort of starting teaching. Um, I don't know, maybe sort of ten, eleven year olds, mm. and just not not allowing a second where I didn't know what was going to happen next, you know, because otherwise they were gone. They were, they were like bouncing off the walls, whatever. So I had to literally make sure that I was planned to the nth degree because if there was ever a gap, if there was ever a point that I went, um, they were gone. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I've spent years of just kind of herding cats basically. Yeah. 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 But you know, what, 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 brilliant experience that is as as uncomfortable as it can feel at times um that that teaching experience um as you say of, of standing there and you you know you know your 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 subject you know what you've got to deliver but you you're not quite sure how the audience are going to receive it <laughs> yes <laughs> so um so yeah yeah it's it's it, it, i mean it's been, it's been really helpful for me and obviously it it helped to calm those nerves when i was doing my first on stage talk in May, um, yeah. you know, because I thought, well, I've stood in front of, you know, classrooms of students and, um, you know, been, stood in front of um, of a of hall of halls of parents and, and spoken. So, <laughs> so um, I can do this. <laughs> yes. And could you, did you find it easier to, because they were your own stories. Obviously, if you're stood in front of, I've done the same, stood in front of an audience of parents and kind of introduced the kids and this is what we're doing and everything else. And actually felt quite nervous doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but was it any different standing up and sharing your own experiences and, you know, what? Yes. I mean, I think, I think, you know, for me, it was, and, and, and I know that you know this, and I think it came across to the audience at You Are The Media at the creator day event as well that you know it was it was very emotional and I think that kind of emotion that was in my talk um because it's it was my you know say my my stories of my time going from leaving teaching and everything that 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 kind of um triggered all of that that you know that caused that to happen um to then as you say those moments of you know, self-doubt and imposter syndrome and, you know, who and who on earth am I to, to think that, you know, I can change my career at this age and expect to be successful and all of that kind of thing. Um, and, and, and the kind of ups and downs of that emotional journey, obviously that was me talking about that in that talk um, and, and getting quite emotional. And I, and I know that some people said to me at the end, at, after the talk, oh, you know, I, Ella, I could feel myself welling up or, responding emotionally in an, in a way that I hadn't expected when you when you said those things or I saw those images of your mum because you know my mum was a big part of me my mum passing away was a big part of me reevaluating what I wanted to do with my life so you know all of those kinds of things I think yeah it's that 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 emotional investment in that talk that's what made it different to the usual stuff that I used to do when I was teaching in the classroom yeah. and yeah yeah yeah. Again, I, you know, going back to that, the, the, the fact that those stories are your personal brand. It's, it's. I, I try to sort of um, talk to people about the fact that once they've got there, because it is a very vulnerable, and it is, as you say, it's very mm. emotional, and you kind of have to, um, I kind of have to take people to those places, 
they're not necessarily going to have to use them for their talk. You know, people are only mm. going to come out there and I would only suggest talking about stuff they're comfortable talking about. But mm. sometimes once you've found those stories and you've owned those stories and you've spoken them aloud just to me even, yeah, then I can validate them and say, look, that's a really important part of your journey and that's going to really resonate with an audience. Whereas most people will kind of go, oh, well, no, that didn't, they didn't, you know, nobody wants to hear about that. But actually as a, as a objectively looking at other and listening to other people's stories, it's easy for me to kind of go, oh, that's what's important. That's the bit that you need to, to, to you. Yeah. And then people and that can kind of own their stories yeah. and then, and then they feel confident with everything else. So it's a way then of, of, building other content and using that not just for a talk but for blogs and for yeah. posting and other have you found yes. that yourself yeah no I mean uh, you, you, you 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 know you express that really really so so clearly Jackie because as you say you know there were things that you said to me were when when we were putting my talk together of you know well you know we can talk about that bit and I thought well that's really insignificant but actually it turned out to be that that was in 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 the in the um the structure of of the talk as you say not not everything in your talk can be this really big thing that happened and that really big thing that happened it needs to be punctuated with perhaps the the, the what what appears to be the less significant stories the less significant events but actually they take on a significance because of where they fit in between the bigger stories if yeah. that makes sense what i'm just saying yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think you know that was why, and I think that's where, as you say, you know, when you say you say those stories out loud, when you talk about those experiences out loud to somebody, and it's not your family member or your friend, but somebody like you who can look at it objectively and say, "Yeah, we should use that bit, Ella," or you know, "Let's discard that bit," or "Yeah, let's include that." And also, the other thing about working with somebody like you, Jackie, in terms of objectively is that you haven't got any emotional investment in no. in those you know you, you weren't there you weren't part of the family or the friends who were also part of that particular event or experience so you can be say far you can have far more clarity about it and actually see the value in in those in those little stories whether they well whether they be big stories or little stories so yeah I think um it's it's really it's really interesting in in the way that you know your your work um you know help helps in terms of um giving light and shade to 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 the talk so yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and that's why I want, that's why I want to you know this talk has been heard once and I want to I want to share it more if um if anyone wants to hear it yeah yeah so so if if there are people out there listening that want to hear this talk what give us a kind of a quick summary of of what it is that the talk can do for an audience if somebody was thinking of taking you on as a speaker oh that's a great question um and i'm glad you've asked that because this is a bit me having to do a 60 i've got to do an elevator pitch on this now haven't i um yeah i mean it's 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 very much it's very much a talk about um transitioning from one thing to another so um one big event so these are big events one uh, transitioning from one event to another and that event could be anything you know it could be related to work it could be related to um you know changing location it could be um you know something to do with relationships or whatever it is because we have these big events that happen in life don't we but my mine was transitioning from leaving my career in teaching to moving into social media marketing but then how am I going to make a success of that? Because you can transition into something um, uh, and then think, oh, God, I wish I hadn't done that. There's mistakes that I made. You know, I want to go back to the previous life or the previous thing. <laughs> and then you can't because you've already, you know, psychologically in a way you have moved on, even though you think you haven't and all that kind of thing. So the talk is very much about me transitioning from one career to another. What I learnt about myself. Um, uh uh as as i as i went um from that transition where where i where i'm hoping that transition is you know is going to take me next um because i'm not stopping here we keep moving on we keep moving forward 
Um, uh, so my and there's some practical um, elements in it as well in terms of personal branding um, and thinking about you know what what helps you in 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 thinking about your personal brand which will then help you to move on in the in in the next stage of whatever it is that you are are doing so that's really what the talk is about it's about i mean uh, uh, we are the, um, you are the media it was about transitioning from one career to another and using what you'd got in terms of transferable skills and your previous life experience and how that helped you with this new thing that you were doing but as I say, it doesn't have to be career mind um, related to careers. It could be related to to anything. But it's it's about you know what what we need to muster, or what it's helpful for us to muster as human beings in order to to you know to make that that transition smooth and as successful as possible. Yeah, brilliant. I also try to to uh, I can remember keep saying to you week after week, <laughs> we need to put the TikTok videos in. <laughs> Because I just, in terms of personal brand, Ella, you do these amazing TikTok videos on mm-hmm. uh, on TikTok, obviously, but also on Instagram yeah. of your weightlifting. Because obviously, this is something as well that you kind of have have found. Yes, in your fifties. Yeah, and you know, you you have the weightlifting um, videos. You have your own personal branding reels that you do. Yeah, how do you? How does that help? with your branding and is it what advice would you give to people into because I'm thinking I was thinking about this when you were talking about those regulated businesses and I just wondered whether they'd ever seen your Instagram feed (laughs) (laughs) and whether that would go oh yes Ella's the right person for us but obviously it's it's a part of you and it's a part of who you are as a human being and it's a part of your your personal brand and your business yes yeah so tell us a little bit about why you kind of put yourself out there in that way and and also with the weightlifting is that how's yeah. that that's that's a, a bit of a transition I would imagine yes yeah yeah and and I think you know again this this the 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 kind of seed of all of this starts with the, the social media marketing because you know that's 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 the area of marketing I really know very very well um and um you know content creation is a huge part of social media marketing and having that variety of um of of content but and and and, and you know and it's about content that's that that yes is going to resonate with your audience that 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 your audience is going to be interested in watching reading or as we call it consuming in social media but it's also about you feeling comfortable with it. You've got to feel comfortable with doing the video or um, uh, speaking on the audio or have feel comfortable about your writing skills or whatever. Um, but, you know, I've, I've, I sort of embraced video from quite early on when I was um, starting in. Um, and again, <laughs> I think it all started on LinkedIn. I did my first video on LinkedIn. And from then on, I sort of started doing videos on Instagram and, and Facebook lives and stuff like that. Um, but I think if you can, if you can um get yourself on video, this is the quickest way to get to know for people to get to know you. Um uh, you know, audio is great as well because obviously it's the human voice. Um, but you know, video is the first way that you can immediately um make that connection with people um, and short form video in the way that it is on TikTok and on reels is just so good because you just, you've got 30 seconds in which to get your point across. So there's no waffling. Um, you've got to make an impact. I mean, on TikTok, they say you've got to make an impact in the first three seconds. I don't, not quite sure if I managed to do it in the first, the first three seconds, but you know, I try to, you know, I try to, it's, it, it, it's made my, it's made my presentation skills on video and my editing skills a lot sharper. Um, and that's why I like the, 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 the video um, element and especially the, the, the short, the short form video, because, you know, <laughs> people's attention spans are so short. Um, that's why they say you need to make that impact in such a short space of time. And then from doing those TikToks and those re- um, reels, I think that's helping me, to be a lot um 
um, more efficient when I do my videos on LinkedIn because I'm trying, I don't do, I'm not doing that many at the minute. And I, it's, it's something, again, that's on my agenda for 2023 to get into creating more video for LinkedIn, um, specifically for LinkedIn. But I think um, if you can say it in a minute on LinkedIn, that will be a really good thing to do. So I can imagine these, you know, legal professionals, architects, accountants, whatever, saying a sound, you know, giving value in 60 seconds on a video. What a brilliant way to connect with your audience. And and that and that's the thing that, you know, you can do that on TikTok and you could do that on, on Instagram as well. So, I mean, my reels, I mean, yeah, there's sometimes there's a little bit of me you know, having a little bit of a, I wiggle my shoulders a little bit if it's a nice track, boppy track I put it to. But, you know, I, but then I do also just do talking heads and you can just do that. You don't have to have the music on in the background and the audio or do a trend. There are plenty of people who are just creating TikToks and reels where they're literally just talking to the camera about their thing. So there's so much variety in this content, Jackie. That's what makes it so exciting. Yeah. And I haven't quite got into the uh, the the reels and the TikTok stuff yet, but yeah, I'm 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 willing to give it a go eventually yeah. when I find when I find enough time to sort of play and I feel comfortable playing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, I have to say, you know, my TikToks are all about LinkedIn. Yes. I don't talk about anything apart from LinkedIn on TikTok. So so on on my TikTok account, there is there's no um, real. Um, I don't think I've posted really anything or maybe one or two things about me doing the weight training um, and one or two things say like when I, we went on holiday to New York and I thought, oh, that's a really good, I've put a really good video together there. I'll put that on TikTok. Um, but but on Instagram, yes, um, my weight training is, it follows me around on Instagram as well as on, on LinkedIn and my other social platforms, mainly because I use a lot of Instagram stories and I post a lot on stories when I when I'm at the gym. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but you see, that's that's a part of my personal life. I'm very happy to to really kind of sh- shine a spotlight on because they, another thing that I'm really a very big advocate of is people. And again, this is you and I, Jackie, both of us staying active when you're older. It really matters. Absolutely. It does. It does. And before we before we finish up, have you just then got one piece of advice because it's all it all even for me listening to you speaking then about reels and tiktok and linkedin and instagram it's it's all a little bit overwhelming where yeah. where what's your advice about getting started just very quickly i just think you know 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 what it is no well first of all you know if, if if we're talking about this in the business um field which we're you know we're focusing on here you know no um you know you, you need to be letting your audience know who you are what you do and how it is that you can help them um you know what 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 they'll get from you if they work with you what's the transformation going to be and then so if you're really clear about that then you can create your content for one platform just go for one platform and i would say if to stop the overwhelm um Concentrate on one platform, but get to know it really well so that um, you you get to know all the different ways that you can create content on that platform. You can also engage on there as well because you've got to do, you know, your commenting and because um, especially if you use LinkedIn or Twitter, you know, the, the, the value is really in, in commenting on people's um, content. So that's what I would say, you know, concentrate on one platform, get to know it really well and get to know some good people whose networks you can get into as well on those platforms because they will lift you up. They will elevate you. If you've got something that's of value to say or interesting or fun or whatever it is, they will go and comment on your content. They'll share it and that will help to raise the profile of your personal brand. Brilliant. Good advice. Good advice to finish up on there. So where can people find you? Let me, I've got this banner here. I'm going to find your, uh, your website address. There we go. Muchmoresocial.co.uk. That's it. Cause that's the name. Yeah. That's the name of my business, which we haven't talked about the business name at all, but yeah, it's much more social. Well, let me show you. Look, look, look. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Much more social. Yeah, yeah. My 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 that that's my 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 new my new logo that's been redesigned this year. Um yeah, so please come and uh check out my website, which has had a little bit of a revamp. 
Um, but um, if it, depending on what your platform of choice is, um, you can uh, find me on LinkedIn as Ella or OWR. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Much More Social. You can find me on Instagram at Much More Social. I think I'm Ella or on um, TikTok, um, Facebook, Ella or Much More Social. Um, or, or come and check me out on my on my um, on my website and drop me a message there because there's a you know contact me page. But I'd love to 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 have a chat to anybody who's interested in thinking that they want to start their personal brand journey. I've got a um, you know 15 minute free call where we can have a chat and you can decide whether or not um, it's something that you do want to embark on. But if it is something that you're thinking about doing, I would go for it. Because honestly, um, it's it's the way that you're going to get your 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 thing that you're passionate about, your brand, your business, your mission. It's it's the way you're going to get that people are going to, going to get to know about you. Brilliant, and I, I highly recommend Ella because we've we've done a little bit of work together on some LinkedIn stuff, and uh, she knows her stuff. So <laughs> it's been amazing to have you today, Ella. Thank you so much for being here and and being you in your personal brand I love it oh thank you so much Jackie and I, I, I knew we were going to have a great conversation <laughs> and that's what that's what it's been thank yeah, you I, I can't believe this hour has disappeared so far thank you so much for listening if you like what you heard then please leave a five-star review on whichever platform you're on and if you'd like to receive information about future guests or would like to know more about power to speak coaching then sign up for our fortnightly newsletter at powertospeak.co.uk. And remember, check out some tantalising tales and magical moments from Storytelling with Puck. Find them where you find your favourite podcasts or head over to puckcreations.com forward slash storytelling with Puck podcast. Bye for now.